Main Street to Wall Street, global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C-suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. Hey, we got a special lineup here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, and we're going to be talking with a couple of guests. Now, normally we only have one guest, but we're going to give you a big bonus. And the reason we're giving you a big bonus, we want to find some inspiration and, and motivation and information when it comes to dealing with this coronavirus. But this is going to be applicable throughout the year and throughout your entire business building sessions. First up is Jack Canfield, known as America's number one success coach. Now we talk with him. He's going to provide us a little chicken soup for the soul, which is awesome in this particular show because he's going to talk about how we can move through all the things and how we can turn this into, you know, something good. Not something bad, but something good. And he's really motivational. It's a great interview. You're really going to enjoy it. And then up after him, I've got Eric Christofferson, Managing Partner of Tiedemann Wealth Management. And we're going to talk about how to really turn around the business right now. What do you got to do over the next 60 to 90 days to make this work? And uh, what are their key takeaways? And even some of the predictions. I mean, this is a unique prediction. He's talking about everybody's going to go rural. Everybody's going to move out to South Dakota. Uh Uh-oh, look over. There went my property values. But there you go. Hey, tune in right now as we listen with Jack Canfield followed with Eric Christofferson. My first guest is Jack Canfield, known as America's number one success coach. He is the co-author of more than two hundred books. Now, I thought I did pretty good when I had four books, but we're talking 200 books. I mean, this guy is an overachiever. And now he's got a brand new one coming out called The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, The Success Principles Workbook, and The Chicken Soup for the Soul series, which includes over, don't think about, think about this, 40 New York Times bestseller and has sold more than 500 million copies in 47 languages around the world. Jack is a featured teacher in the movie, The Secret, and has appeared in more than a thousand radio and TV shows. He's been on this show before and always a highlight. And But he's also been on such uh, some of those smaller shows like the Oprah Winfrey Show, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, the Today Show, Fox and Friends, and of course, Larry King Live, who I remember a couple of those times. He has conducted five trainings for more than a million people in more than 50 countries around the world. He holds two Guinness World Records and is a fellow member of the National Speakers Hall of Fame. So, Jack, welcome on All Business. Uh, thank you for having me, Jeffy. My pleasure. You know, we're dealing with a, with a, this pandemic right now. We're in the middle of all this, and I couldn't think of a better person to come and talk to us about how do we deal with this? I mean, what are some of the things that you would say that people need to cope with right now? And, and how, what advice in all the years that you've done and all the things that you've seen, what would be the best advice that you can give to everybody? Well, the main thing is don't panic. I think I see a lot of people freaking out, especially speakers who have had their gigs canceled, who have had, you know, they've got, got hotel reservations that they booked rooms for speeches and seminars and workshops. And we're, we're going through that as well. I mean, we had, the, you know, I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls and things like that for our, our clients and negotiating with hotels. And anyway, I think the main thing that I've been telling everybody is that you've got to stay calm. And then the question is, well, how do you do that? 
And uh, basically, there's some really simple mindfulness techniques that I've learned. The basic one that I'm teaching everybody right now is something that comes from the Institute of Heart Math, which is called the quick coherence technique, where instead of imagining breathing through your nose or your mouth, even though you are doing that, you imagine breathing straight into your heart. And when you do that, breathe in through your heart and out through your heart, you're actually activating the heart energy and getting it to go into the coherent waveform with your brain. Most people right now, their energy is in their amygdala, which is in the back part of the brain, which is where fear lives. It hijacks the prefrontal cortex, which is where we make rational decisions and where we get creative ideas. And this right now, we need to be in our rational mind and we need to be creative in order to survive this and thrive through this. There are many, many people right now I know I could name five speakers for you who are actually 30 to 40% above their income from last month, last year's, you know, year over year, they're doing, they're doing better. They've gotten very creative with their online courses. They, they're doing special deals. They're um, packaging things together with people. They're doing a lot of online coaching, supporting people through their fears, teaching them things they can do. Like one of my friends just put together a six week, um, a six, a six day rather a survival class for businesses. And he's got Kevin Harrington on there from Shark yep. Tank. He's got me. He's got Eric Edmeads, who's a, a wild fit person who talks about staying alkalized during this period. So we're not in the, you know, uh, uh, what should I say, acidic state where we're more likely to get sick. He's got uh, other people like that. So if you can go from self to service during this period of time and say, how can I serve my community? How can I serve my clients more? Then what happens, either you're going to find a way to monetize that or when we come out of this sequestering at home situation we're all in, your brand is going to be a lot better because you were of service rather than seeing, you know, people seeing you in fear. So that's the main thing. And there's, there's a lot of little techniques you can do like that. But if you breathe in through your heart and out through your heart, and then you imagine what is some person, place, or thing that I totally appreciate. For me, it's always my wife and my dog. Now I send love in the form of light energy to them. When I'm in a state of gratitude and appreciation and love, I'm in my prefrontal cortex and I access higher powers of creativity. And I tune into what some people call source energy. So the key for me is teaching people to do that. If you do that, you will come up with the solutions you need to have in order to be successful to, through this very challenging time, very disruptive time we're all dealing with. Well, without question, it is a challenging time. And, you, you know, at the same time, and I love the advice of, hey, don't panic. I mean, look, we, we've got this where, you know, humans have an unbelievable spirit, but also even with business, if we think and we just look at business alone, the, from the business perspective, you know, we've got great spirit, we've got good ways of being able to get around these things. And, you know, while some people might be suffering from the business, I'm watching a lot of people who are actually gaining in this process. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing that too? I am. I'm seeing speakers do it. And, you know, in our profession, I'm also seeing all kinds of businesses one restaurant within 20 hours of noticing everything was going to be locked down and ordered a thousand takeout boxes, decided he was going to be just doing a takeout service, fixed menu, three courses every night, you, wine pairings if you want. And yep. you pick it up at six o'clock, six thirty, seven thirty. 30, you know, you make an appointment and he normally would serve 40 meals a night. He's now doing 60 meals a night. There are people that are doing all kinds of things. There was a patio 
a furniture store that I know about who normally would be in a situation where no one's can, can come out to the store, but now they're in the store and they're doing one-on-one zoom call uh, uh, with people. So they're saying to people, look, you know, you're not going to be taking that vacation in June or July. You're going to be in your own backyard or on your patio. Let's get some furniture out to you. Let's do it. We can get all the measurements. You can go outside with your yardstick or whatever and measure, come back in. We'll, the fabrics will deliver this to you. You don't have to do anything except allow us to get on the property and put it there. So some people are doing even better. And then you got all these food delivery services that are cleaning up. People that are sending you prepackaged foods. All you have to do is microwave them or, you know, heat them up, put them in a blender and blend them up, whatever. So there's a lot of ways to be successful during this period of time if you are creative. Well, you know, I've seen a couple of great examples of this, a a yoga uh, studio who was she was very upset that she was going to lose her business had to shut it down she's non-essential and then we made the suggestion go put it online and she put it online and her business is up 40 percent because she's doing it and she's doing it from home and we're, I think we're going to see some fundamental change I even saw one I gotta say this Jack I don't know if you saw this but there was actually a, st- a strip club in Portland <laughs> that is now they're delivering food and they, and they, so, so move over Uber, here comes Boober. That's what I heard. That's, a, <laughs> That's very good. I heard about a gym owner who basically the first day thought, Oh my God, I'm going to go out of business. No one can come to my gym. But then he basically sanitized all the gym equipment. And he's renting it to people. He delivered it to their house, set it up for them in their garage or their rec room or whatever. And he's making just as much money renting the equipment as he was having people come into the gym. So you just have to start saying, how can I get what I'm doing? And a lot of these things where people like, you, you know, high touch things like, um, haircuts. A lot of people are going online and teaching people how to cut their husband's hair, how to cut their, you know, try. Hey, do you remember, do you remember Floby? Remember Floby it used to I be do. like a vacuum cleaner with a clippers. We got to bring that back. <laughs> You're very right. <laughs> There's things like that. Yeah. In fact, my, my wife gave my brother-in-law, um, he's with us, uh, during this, uh, he's, uh, yeah, got got some issues. He's a high risk. And so he's with us and she, she gave him a haircut and he looks great. And so yeah. it won't be long before she's going to be doing mine too. And that's what we'll do. We'll get by. We'll look a little different. No problems. Well, this is the main thing to remember. Everyone on this call watching this live right now is a survivor. I always tell people you've survived everything that ever happened to you or you wouldn't be here. And so the reality is, this is just one more thing. You know, I've been through the Vietnam War, the 2009 stock crash, 9-11, three recessions, and the stock market always comes back. Our investments always come back. The economy always comes back. Our jobs will come back. So if you just keep a positive mind and reach out and ask yourself, how can I be of service to more people at this period of time and figure out a way often to monetize that, you're going to be fine. You know, Jack, I mentioned that both of us have been inducted into the Speaking Hall of Fame for the National Speakers Associations, and we're what we're called CPAEs. And, you know, we we were talking a little bit about speakers, because this has changed the industry for speakers. I mean, it really is. It's going to impact them for quite a bit. But these days, you know, I'm talking about maintaining business continuity. You gave some suggestions at the beginning, but as speakers, our business is the stage. What do speakers do when there's no stage? I think you have to create your own stage, much like the yoga teacher where you say, okay, I've got information I can share with you. 
why not go to someone who's got a large sales organization and say, while your sales team is sequestered at home, let's do some training, some sales training, some motivational training, whatever it might be. And then it can be delivered as a group Zoom call. I mean, you can take hundreds and hundreds of people on Zoom calls right now. And there are other platforms as well that you can work with. I had to uh, cancel a talk I did, was going to do in Florida right when this whole thing unfolded. Now, it moved the talk into the future, but I also then went on that, le- that night and spoke to 300 people in the church that I was supposed to speak at. We did it by Zoom. I'm going to give you an hour now, and I'm going to come and give you an hour and a half in live in November. And so we can, we can reach out and renegotiate with the people out there. We have classes that we can teach. Most of us have more than one hour of information. So we can start yeah. to like market that as an online course. Um, we can do live coaching one-on-one. We can do group coaching one-on-one. We can do problem solving one-on-one with, with organizations. We can consult with people. So I think it's a matter of simply reaching out to those people on our mailing list, making a you know, creative offer. Uh, something that actually generates income for you, but provides a service for the people that you're um, you're talking to. Well, and I, I think it's real critical that, you know, this is the time in which if you're a speaker, a thought leader, or a coach, a trainer, and, and even quite frankly, a brand of any kind, you want to build your community and build on that community. And, right. the, and you should have been doing that a long time ago, but now you're starting to realize the next best time to plant a tree is today. So you need to be doing that now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and when, when we come out of this, you want your brand have, to have been built, your mailing list to have you know, grown. And that's you can do that. And this is a time when you can develop your TED Talk, your TEDx Talk. This is a time when you can work on your website, get that up to speed. Um, you know, we, fortunately, we went into this with about five online courses that we already have. But we oh. reduced the price for that a little bit. We, bent, we bundled things together. We've added some live coaching calls to those courses so that people go through the course, but then they can do Q&A with me and Patty Aubrey, who's my business partner. Um, lots of things like that that are possible to do. Yeah. Are you and Patty doing these things distant as you're doing these coaches? Or are you together? Because I know, I know Patty well. No, we're distant. We got three pictures up at the top of the screen, just like you and I have. (laughs) You think, yeah. I mean, look what we're doing right now. And of course I've been doing uh, every day, doing different webinars, doing different zoom calls, doing different live chats. And of course, moving to a whole different format, which I actually liked. I've been telling the team we should have done this a long time ago and we're still going to figure out. And I guess we, we've even got some issues with our sound on the live broadcast, but that's the nature of it. You, you, you go with it and we'll roll with it. And, but do you think this is going to be the, the new norm uh, in terms of how we deliver things, the, the way that you as a thought leader, the way I as a thought leader deliver? I think we'll do more of it because we're seeing that it works, but I don't think, yeah. I don't think the old thing will go away. Companies are still going to have conventions and conferences and associations are because there's something happens when people come together in a live event, the cross pollination that occurs in the hallways between speakers, something that happens when, you know, I've been watching some of these late night shows where they're just doing it from home on their couch. It's just not as funny without an audience to laugh. The humor doesn't land as well. The right. motivation is not as powerful. The ability to you know run across the stage like a Tony Robbins, if that's your style, you know, those things just are not as as, as easy to do. Um, but I think that's all going to come back. But there'll be more of this because we we're seeing it does work. And a lot of speakers, you know, this as well, you're going to go, how can I make more money and be on the road less often? So I think that we're seeing that that's a possibility now for us. But I don't think it's going to be the uh, end all of public, you know, 
presentations. No, no, yeah, no. I, I think, we, you know, for the most part, most thought leaders are trading time for money and they're trying to figure a different way to be able to do that mm -hmm. uh, in less time they have to spend. I do, I do think there's some of these aspects of this that are going to stick and should have stuck for a long time ago. And I think the behavior, the longer we go through this is going to reinforce that. And I actually think there's going to be some things that will not bounce back. I think we're going to see wow. much more re remote working than we've ever seen before. Yes. Um, I do. It's interesting. I see a lot more hand washing in the future, uh, which is surprising <laughs> that, that, that people are still talking about this. And I, I don't ever think the elbow bump is ever going to catch on, period. Oh, maybe the fist bump, but not the elbow bump. Well, just to give you one example, I do four times a year a bestseller author retreat, like how to become a bestselling author. And normally they, 30 people come to my house. There's a mystique of me and Jack Campbell's house and all of that. And, and the company that I, I co-do this with, they, they pay my wife, you know, 2000 a day for the house. Cause she said, you can't pay to our house unless you pay me for it. And they pay me a lot of money and all these people have to fly in from everywhere. So there's a lot of expenses that makes the course very expensive for people and, and hotel rooms for three nights and all that. Now we just did one. The whole group was on zoom calls and this wow. company went like, well, why the hell are we getting together? We still can have the hot seat. Everyone's president. They all can participate. And so it's going to save them probably, you know, 25, 30,000 a, a workshop. People won't have to travel. There won't be all that, uh, and people aren't, you know, people aren't going to want to travel as much right when this is over. People are going to be a little wary for a while. And so I think that we're going to be, we're going to see doing that. And I said, you said people are going to find out, hey, this is easier. You know, we had that in 9-11. Uh, after, right after 9-11, I can remember flying the first week after they turned it back on. And there was nobody, there was only like four of us on a plane, you know, and we'll have that a little bit. But I do think there's going to be some really good things that will, that, that will be very positive. And I also like the thought that you said, we still need the energy of the human connection, right? Yeah. You, we still need that, you know, as you wrote, chicken soup for the soul. We need that chicken soup, right? And that chicken soup is that interaction that we have, isn't it? Well, what, one thing that's true is you have a biomagnetic field, we call it our aura, that extends out anywhere from a foot to three feet out of your body. When, when people come together and those auras connect, there's an energetic uplift for both people. That's why hugging and, you know, all that stuff is, it feels so good. And I think that's, that's valuable. And I think there is something about the, excuse me, about the power of group energy that, you know, it's like going to a football game. I can watch football on TV sitting in my living room. It's great. But when I was at the Super Bowl in Minnesota a few years ago, I mean, that was a high that I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, Minnesota didn't win. That was the problem. Well, you know, that I was the one where it was Philadelphia against the Eagles. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The Eagles beat, uh, it was Boston, rather, against Philadelphia. Yeah. The Eagles won, and everyone went nuts. It must have been 70% Eagles fans because the Boston people were going to, one more time to watch Brady win a Super Bowl. I don't think I'm going to spend all the money to go do that, you know. Yeah. That was crazy. That was the Kevin Hart incident too, which was one of the best things in live football afterwards with Kevin Hart trying to crash the stage. I recall that, which uh, what's the most, imp uh, you've got the brand new book out. What's the most important principle in the book? Well, that's like asking me if I could only keep one organ in my body, which one would I keep? You, know, <laughs> you, you need all of them. So I had written this book called the success principles, 64 success principles. But then I wrote, this is the new book called the 
Success Principles Workbook, and yep. it's 17 of the core principles in order. So what I teach is a system, and a system is something that when you do it the same way every time you get the same result. Like right now, my wife is cooking a lot more than she ever has, and if we use the same recipe, we get the exact same result. So basically, 17 action steps, getting your your your, your um, purpose clear, taking 100% responsibility for your life, getting a clear vision for your future, goals, affirmations, visualization, taking action, responding to feedback, believing it's possible. I won't go through the whole thing. But those 17 things, when they're done in the right order, it's like a combination lock. If you know the numbers to the lock and you do them in the right order, the lock will open. You don't have to be a college graduate. You can be a high school graduate. The lock will open. If you're missing one number, Jeffrey, then the lock won't open. Or if you have them in the wrong order, it won't open. So what this book is, it's a coaching program between the covers of a book for 20 bucks that someone can pick up on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. And literally during this time of sheltering at home, take yourself through this program. And if you did one chapter every couple of days, by the time we come out of this, you would have literally transformed your life. That's, that's why the book is there. And, and I would say if I had to pick one, it would be the first chapter, which says 100% responsibility, take 100% responsibility for your life and your results. Most people don't do that. They're blamers, complainers, and excuse makers, as you know. And so I teach this formula, E plus R equals O. It says events plus your response equal your outcome. So we have a horrific event right now called the, the um, pandemic. And so everyone's sheltering at home, working from home, et cetera. How we respond to this event is going to determine the outcome that we have as we go through it and as we come out of it. And a lot of people, their responses are not too clever right now. So the only responses you have to anything are your thoughts, the images in your head, and your behavior, what you say and do. And so what I had done with the first book that this is based on, I'd interviewed 75 of the most successful people in North America, top speakers, top generals in the army, top athletes, top salespeople, um, you know, real estate agents, whatever, and said, what are the common things that people are thinking? What are the common things they're doing? And out of that, we extracted these 64 principles of success. And now we've honed it down to like in football, this would be blocking, tackling, passing, catching, you know, that defense, that kind of thing. And Actually, we beta tested this as a book with about 40 people right before we actually, before we, we, we released it as a book and everyone got tremendous results from it. So I'm really excited about the potential that this has for people. Well, and the other thing I want to leave with, and I know we're running out of time, but I want to talk to you about mood. I think mood is an important thing right now yes. about keeping your head in the game. And I'm watching a lot of people who just are, they're telling me they're watching tel television. They're doing this and doing that which, okay, great, but I'm running into the fire right now. I'm trying to do as much as I possibly can to not only take care of the people that are re I'm responsible for, but for myself and help all those that are in my community. And the mood has got to shift. Look, folks, we have to make these businesses work in order to be able to drive and thrive in this country. What, what do you have to say about that, Jack? I think mood and attitude is a critical thing. And I think the it is structuring your life like we used to go to work, you know, I always would get to my office around eight o'clock and don't quit till around seven. My wife usually goes, you're coming in now. You know, so <laughs> I get into it, you know? And so that's been the same thing. Now I'm actually working harder because yeah. I, I can't tell you how many podcasts people are calling me up saying, will you be on my podcast? What are you telling people, et cetera. And also serving all of my students. We have 1.3 million Facebook followers. I've wow. got you know, hundreds of thousands of graduates of my programs in 107 countries around the world. I've got 
what do we have now? 3,500 Camfield uh, success principles trainers in 107 countries. So I'm supporting all of them. How do they get through this? And, um, and I think, you know, you have to ask yourself, get up in the morning. You know, if you normally shave, shave, literally just get into the habit of going to work. You know, um, yep. I know a lot of authors, even when they were before this happened, they would get up and they would go to work. You know, you'd go to your office and this is work time. And that has to be the same thing. And if anything, we need to up level our energy, not not go, oh, a free vacation. You know, this one of my friends said, this is not a three day snow, snow, snow day. You know, this is a, this is like a new a new normal for at least. You know, I think it's 10 weeks, according to Bill Gates. And I, I tend to agree with them. Most of us are going to be. Yeah, I, I'm telling, I had a meeting with my folks this morning. I said, prepare, prepare through May, prepare through May. And that's what we're doing. If it falls short of that, that's even better. Hey, Jack, I just want to thank you very much. You're a calming voice in all this chaos right now. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for all that you've done and contributed to people around the world and especially to the profession on the speaking and author side. We appreciate it very much. And of course, we're talking with Jack Canfield. The Success Principles Workbook is right, is out now. Rush to get it. You can order it online right now. You can get this. So sign up for it. Jack, thanks for being on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett. My pleasure, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me. C-Suite Radio. This is a continuation of our All Business Hour with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. We're doing these live broadcasts to kind of bring you up-to-date information. In fact, this entire week, maybe even next week and the week after, we're going to go live every single day at noon Eastern time to bring you some of the greatest advice and the biggest advice that we can give you in a timely fashion. We just had... Uh, um, uh, Jack Canfield, chicken soup for the soul. I mean, this guy was just so optimistic about how you need to take care of yourself, what you need to do and how to place yourself in a position and kind of stay with that Zen, that chicken soup for the soul. And now I want to, I want to get a little bit more hard on the business side. And joining me now is Eric Christopherson, managing director of Tiedemann Advisors. Eric has direct responsibility for managing client relationships, overseeing all wealth, and investment-related matters. Eric is also a senior member of the firm's business development strategy team. He has a relationship with the wealth management began uh, way back as a client back in 2002. He experienced this as a client with four different firms with over a past of 15 plus years. Provides him a unique perspective on the wealth management industry. Uh, Eric joined Tiedemann when the firm merged with Presidio Capital Advisors at Presidio. He had a first a client he, uh, where he was first a client, was a client first, as I recall. And then he led the firm's Silicon Valley team advising entrepreneurs and tech leaders in their investments. And Eric is a member of our Hero Club and, and a very good friend as well. Um, and I always enjoy my conversations. I've set up on the top of the hill. What, what is that called up there, Eric? What is that? Twin Peaks? Yep, two Twin sisters. Peaks. <clears throat> yeah. Bob. Top of San Francisco, Twin Peaks. Yep. And Eric and I have gone for walks up there and uh, enjoyed ourselves and sat and had dinner. And I think we even watched a basketball game one night, just drinking wine and enjoy drinking wine and scotch and enjoying ourselves. But we have deep conversations. I always appreciate his advice. He's been with our Hero Club a couple of times in the last week where he's given such sound advice. I said, look, I got to get you live. We got to go live. We got to go big. And that's why we're live today on Facebook and LinkedIn to talk about it. 
Hey, right now, Eric, uh, you talk about wealth. Let's, let's step away from wealth. And about wealth is about use of cash, in my opinion, and a great deal of it. Um, it's essential to any business out there. What needs to happen to keep the cash flow uh, flowing right now in a, in a time of uncertainty? Yeah, let me just preface that But prior to being in wealth management, which I've only done for six years, I've been an entrepreneur for 25 years. Yep. So the majority of my work was taking new businesses and growing them. And it started with bringing frozen yogurt to Norway, which is as close to selling ice to Eskimos. <laughs> so it uh, that insurmountable task um, is similar to what must feel very insurmountable to many businesses today. How do yeah. we get through this? <clears throat> and I think that the round cash, the, I really think that what it comes down to is two things. One, you need to think about what kind of business scenario do you need to play in for? And they're essentially, just to simplify it, there are four business scenarios. One, if you're fortunate as a supermarket in the healthcare space, a delivery service, your business is booming. And so you need to think about what that scenario, how does that impact your business, whether it's... Um, revenues, whether it is new capital being needed, et cetera. The second is you are able to stay in business, but it's going to be at lower revenue levels. And so you need to consider that. And then the third and fourth are sort of much more adverse. The third being only part of your business can function. Um, if you think of a restaurant as an example, they can't have people coming in to eat, but they can still do delivery and pickup. If you think of you being um, as a uh, speaker, as we heard Jack Canfield, you can't present to a large forum. So either you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching or you're doing webinars. And then the last scenario is either because it's been mandated or because you need to do it, you have to shut down your business. In all those cases, you need to then, you know, and this is one of those cases where 20% of the effort's going to give you 80% of the information you need to look at your cash. So really to do that scenario process, don't spend more than a half an hour. Do it on a piece of paper, do it on a spreadsheet if you prefer, do it on a whiteboard. But it's really just trying to say, okay, what is the scenario we think our business is gonna be in and how does that impact our cash? And when it comes to cash, <clears throat> you really need to first, take a look at the revenues and say, how are my revenues going to be impacted? And then the second area is what funding do I have access to in banking facilities, lines of credit? And then the third is really trying to understand what uh, legislative changes have happened that will help your cash flow, whether it's federal stimulus as part of the CARE Act, or whether it's tax changes, which is either offering you deferral of paying your taxes or even reduced taxes um, for the actions you're taking. So what, what you want to be doing right now, and I really can't emphasize this enough, is that you don't want to endanger that your business can't make it through. And yep. so you, you, you need to, the, the first thing you have to plan for is if you are shut down, how much capital do you need to start it back up? And then you, you do the rest of the, the, the cash planning around that. But it, it is a time when um, if you can, can, can be there through this and most importantly, get back up and going, 
then you really are helping your community, your employees, and everyone else. Yeah, and do you think, I, I've been telling folks that, you know, at the C-Suite Network, uh, you know, listen, we're going to help you. We're working with you hard. Come join us, be a part of it, you know, for the price of a mi- business meal, a, you know, a month. Um, we're going to help you get through this 60 days. But it, it's and that's what, I, it's really about 60 days, right? I mean, that's what I'm telling people. Get prepared for 60, maybe even 90. If it's 90, it is. But 60 days is really, you don't have to worry about saving the world. You don't have to worry about, a, a year from now, right now, I want you to worry about the next 60 days. Well, I think, let, let me put it this way. I think you're right that you shouldn't be overwhelmed with fear or the uncertainty and then be frozen. And so yeah. I think a 30 or 60 day paradigm or, or, or a time period is a good one to have. But I do think that the impacts of this are probably longer and so yes. I think you you use that 30 to 60 days to figure out how do you get your company in the shape it needs to be as fast as possible, even if that means you are shut down um, so that you are prepared for what you can do. But so I think that's a good framework. And then I think that what you may want to do is, you know, maybe every 30 days is offer advice for the next 30 days to businesses. Yeah. Well, I even stepped down with a team today. We're talking about events that we're doing in June, July. And I said, I'm not ready to commit that we'll do them. I'm not committing that we're going to do the events even in December. Not that I'm afraid of it. It's just, I just don't know what it's going to bring and what the, the changes will be. And I also don't care to be putting out cash that far in advance in case I might need the cash now. I think that's a a prudent kind of philosophy, don't you? Or strategy? Yeah, no, I do. I think, I mean, here's the way I look at it. Um, And I'll I'll, I'll bifurcate it into two scenarios. If your business is still running, um, then what you need to do is essentially think about how do you sustain and grow those revenues? And so where, you know, I've heard of a number of examples of how people are like, wow, we really didn't put much emphasis on that business. You know, a great example is the technology that we're using today, Zoom. Zoom was a business brand. It was never sold. It was available to consumers. It has overnight become a consumer brand. And so you need to think about where are your revenues and then model that out so that you can optimize those revenues and if possible, grow them. The second thing is going to be that your business that is dependent on that in-person contact, a bricks and mortars operation, a seminar, um, travel, leisure, et cetera, you need to already now be planning for a, a interim and possibly long-term new way of that in-person business being done. So yeah. that could be that there is much more, I'm calling it physical distancing instead of social distancing. It may be that you have different sanitary needs. Um, but so I think that 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 doing that thinking now, and many of us have the time to do it, is going to be what's going to give you a plan. Because let me just conclude. I think one of the problems going into this that we were all, you know, many businesses were doing well and they were just about execute, execute, execute. They were just working so hard to do what they were doing. And many of them didn't have the planning they needed, even for the way their business was. They're like, I don't have time to plan. 
So I think right now is a time to do some simple planning. Again, if you have revenues, how do you keep those going? And for those that are likely to come back, how do you prepare? And I think on the, the companies that are out of business, I think it is how do we really preserve that cash but still be true and, and diehard supporters of our employees? And so I there are many ways you can help them that doesn't need to touch your cash, but they'll know you are there for them. Yeah. Well, and I think another thing I that I liked in our conversations that you and I have had is about, uh, and I was, I did this, I practiced it this morning. Now I always practice transparency, but uh, I always use the word radical transparency, you know, is to be able to be really transparent with your, with your team, right? Eric, to be able to communicate and just say, hey, here's really where we're at. I want you to be aware of it. I want you to understand. You know, I said to the point, guys, it's not to the not to this point yet, but would you rather have me make down payments on those things six months from now, or would you rather have me have retain the cash now in case we need it for payroll and other things? Yeah, I think I mean the the radical transparency, you know, maybe if there's one thing to take away from this talk between you and I today is that that if you are honest and transparent and with communication to your employees to your customers and to your shareholders about here is our situation here's what we're trying to do you will find a a will and a motivation from all of those stakeholders to do their best to help you so if you need to go to your employees and 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 legally you're allowed to in the states to say would you be willing to cut back your time a few buy some hours or take a lower pay. If they know that you are honest and truthful and you you have their interests as much as the businesses, they will come to bat in most cases. If you go to your customers and say, hey, will you buy some additional products or even buy gift cards six months out just to help us going? Very often they're going to step up. And your shareholders, you might be surprised, say, can I help give you some capital to help you get through this? And we'll just work out the terms that are appropriate. So the radical transparency, which means being authentic, sincere, but also really knowing your situation and being able to articulate that plan of here's what we're going to do with the data we have. Which I think is spot on. I also think in even in difficult times, there's a pony out there, as I call it, you know, what should be looking out for right now? What should we be looking for as potential opportunities? Yeah, I mean, that, that goes back to, I think, that the, the, you know, what's hard now is a lot, of, a lot of people are just trying to think about how do I get through tomorrow and the day after yeah. and, and keep going. And I think that if you could take a little bit of your week and start thinking about essentially who are our customers? What is it they want? And then what does my community around me need that I've not been doing at all? But guess what? I either have services and products that could help them get through this crisis. And so, you know, I, examples are I'll give you two examples. One, a tech company out in the Bay Area is, um, is, is basically taking all the data coming in from sensors and helping it in the manufacturing space, largely tied to retail and automotive and, and big industry, 
And they're like, wait a minute, we could help some of these companies that are pivoting to create masks and ventilators. And they'd never been in this industry. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we can take that same approach and help them to reduce the uh, time for them to retool to now make masks and ventilators. And then I think that the other thing is you could say, wait a minute, I've shut my business down and I have all this labor. And so this restaurant group that I'm an investor in, they have 200 employees that right now are not working. But then you can go out there and say, wait a minute, who needs labor? And we know supermarkets need it. We know distribution needs it. We know some of the the healthcare and delivery. And so very often you can go out and help um, in that way, taking your labor that was really great and helping them to get by. And then they're going to want to come back to you because of the steps you've taken that way. Yeah, I think there's some unique opportunities. We got to wrap things up, but uh, you and I were talking uh, during the break that you might you see one trend going 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 country. What's that? Well, I I think I mean I think that and and I ironically I think it's going to help in so many different ways. But as people are getting comfortable now with uh, video conferencing and being able to be productive outside of a work office, but still being connected to others. I think you could see a trend towards more people living in rural America. And as long as there is the internet connectivity, um, I think you're going to start to find the same thing happen with air transport. You've heard talk about air taxis, and you're going to start to see with renewable energy that it can really support those local power generation needs to do it. So I think that one of the nice things may be is that more people might say, I don't need to be in a big city and I can still be connected to that company or or to those customers and do it from a rural spot, which just on a close on a positive note will really help the earth and the environment. And, and I, and we'd love a few more neighbors out here in South Dakota. We've been practicing physical distancing since 1889 out here. So, <laughs> so, Hey, Eric, you thanks have great so much. community, but you have great yeah. community. And, uh, you know, as Jack said in the last, we need to keep a positive attitude and we yep. need to really be out there with our community. Even if it's in a virtual way like this, be connected to people. You're not alone. Talk to each other and help each other. Well, thank you, Eric. It's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for joining us today as we went live here on Facebook, live on LinkedIn, as we talk about uh, ways to deal with things, how to be a hero, really. Truly, you're a hero, and I appreciate it. Eric Christofferson is Managing Director of Tiedemann Advisors. Whatever we can do to help provide information, you know, that's the key thing right now is we get good adequate information that we can be able to to move our businesses on. That's what we want to do. So check in with us at the the C-Suite Network. Email me. We'll be glad to get you on our list to get our resource guide, which we're updating every single hour. We want you to be able to do that. You can email me at uh, Jeff Hazlett, Jeff Hazlett, jeff.hazlett at csuitenetwork.com, c-suitenetwork.com. We'll put that up in the chat so you'd see it and we'll keep it going because we want to help you keep your business and keep keep thriving. And in order to thrive, you got to drive. And that's what this is about. So Eric, thanks so much. And thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. You bet. Cheers. Hey, at the end of every show, 
I like to talk about the things I learned. And at this show, I learned a lot. First of all, you can control your mood. That's really critical. You've got to, you better check yourself before you wreck, wreck yourself. That's what I learned with Jack, because what you want to do is be able to calm yourself down, take it easy, get, get centered, and then you can move through any problem. In fact, if you're a leader, you've got to be able to show that all the time. You got to look like you're uh, calm on the surface and paddling like hell down below. We know that's the case, but it's important for you to take care of yourself. And that was one of my big takeaways. Hey, and with Eric, my big takeaway is, you know, take care of the cash, be, be radically transparent and look for those ponies out there, folks. There are some ponies out there. So think of all the things that we can provide for you right here at the C-Suite Network. Don't forget to, to reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to help you in any way, shape, or form. This has been Jeffrey Hazlett with All Business on C-Suite Radio. You're listening to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by C-Suite Radio, a podcast network featuring today's top business experts and is part of the C-Suite Network, the world's most trusted network of C-Suite executives. Find this and other business podcasts on c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.